Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show, Large Country. Uh, A lot of football today. We get to start previewing like real football stuff. Uh, And then we're also going to address some kind of uh, semi-viral tweets with this like build your team stuff. And then we'll also get into uh, the tell the truth segment uh, with a couple of them, uh, a Hall of Fame edition one, and then just the randomness that we get into over the weekends. Uh, but we appreciate you, those of you maybe listening on Sunday evening or Monday morning. Whenever you're listening, we appreciate you. Let's start with this one. I didn't see this news over the weekend, over my Saturday, but Kareem Hunt has requested a trade from the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns said... No, thanks. We're going to keep you. He's on the last year of his contract, which makes this thing pretty interesting. I'm surprised to see him request a trade. Not so much surprised to see the Browns say, no, thanks. We want you. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like he still has any validation to kind of ask for something like that, especially with you know the whole reason why he ended up in Cleveland and out of Kansas City. But at the same time, it's saying that I think he's proven himself as a running back that's still very good in this league and could start somewhere. Now, he does, he's clearly not going to be starting in Cleveland, especially with Nick Chubb right there with him. But I don't know how this is going to help the Browns moving forward because, I mean, this is a clear sign of, like, he just doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to share the workload with Nick Chubb anymore. I think he wants to be that feature back. And understandably so, yeah. And if you're the Atlanta Falcons, how do you look at that and go, uh, yeah, we probably wouldn't mind having one of those here? Yeah, well, the problem with a team like the Falcons is that they're going nowhere fast. So Very true. up on a draft pick to get this is all it's almost like a rental like we see in Major League Baseball. You're mm-hmm. gonna have this guy for one year. I guess maybe uh some of these teams could look at it and say, like, yeah, hey, we're gonna have him for one year. Hopefully we get him here for a year and he really likes it and we can resign him. He again, like you kind of said, he's in Cleveland because of the stuff that happened in Kansas City, and I think he signed an extension in Cleveland again because of what happened in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a really good running back. I understand this move, uh, maybe just wanting out of Cleveland, but also wanting to go and be the feature back somewhere else and get paid like a feature back somewhere else. You mentioned the Atlanta Falcons. The first team that came to mind for me was the Buffalo Bills. If you're the Buffalo oh. Bills and you're like, wait a second, he's available, what do you want? Because like, even if it goes for, if he goes for like a second round pick, mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty. That's a pretty good trade. Yeah. Or if you're the Buffalo Bills, send one of those other running backs over there. No, I was going to say because that's kind of like a packed room as well, especially with Zach Moss. And then they add someone else in the uh, Dalvin Cook's little brother. Yeah, James me. Cook. James and Cook. Thank you. Also, Devin Singletary. So you know, take <laughs> one of those running backs yep. that you have. You know, one of those already young guys. I would say probably Zach Moss. Yeah. That's who I would trade, and then like maybe sweeten the deal with a. a addition of a a draft pick another team that came to mind was the san francisco 49ers like i think he would be a good addition there especially with the 49ers like yes they have some name like they have some guys there that can play running back but it's no one that 
you can rely on for the entire year. Like Elijah Mitchell is always dealing with an injury. Wilson, you know, he's dealt with those injuries as well. So for the 49ers, maybe look at this and was like, well, you know, maybe we can throw him in the mix as well, especially with how well he can catch the ball out of the backfield. That's going to help your young quarterback and Trey Lance as well for San Francisco. Miami Dolphins? That's exactly it. <laughs> That's the team. Like, I mean, right now what they have on roster is Chase Edmonds, who's like, he's okay. Raheem Mostert, yeah. uh, Sony Michelle. They've got like the, a stable of running backs. I, I do think that there are some teams out there, my my two, the Bills and the Dolphins, of maybe go out and, and at least see what it's about. I totally Kick forgot that tires. Chase Edmonds went to Miami. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> you, this dog. <laughs> this guy over here. Uh, I do think that would be a good landing spot, though. Like the other teams, like New England, they're out of it. They have, they're fine on running backs. Buffalo works great. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Philadelphia Eagles, like Miles Sanders really isn't it. You're a big fan of Kenneth Gainwell, though, so maybe he's, you know, can step up and be the guy this next year. I'm trying to just think of other teams to kind of throw out there. But, like, if you – and, I mean, Tyler Mitch is in the chat, too. Like, is this a bad look or a bad sign for the Browns? In my mind, yes. Like, people – like, players don't want to be there. And it maybe it's not players. Sign of but it's just – players don't want to be here. Yep. And then it's just like, you know, the thing with Kareem Hunt – I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know if you've reached that point where, like, you're allowed to kind of, and you know, you never want to tell someone what they can or can't do. But it's like at this point, it's like, hey, uh, you're still not, you know, you're not a good look in the public eye here. You can't just be coming out and be like, ooh, I want to trade because it is viewed on the Browns of like they still gave you an opportunity to do something. They allowed you to come home, kind of reset, get a new like, you know, scenery or fresh scenery, I guess, and then like kind of just try and make a name for yourself again. And he has a little bit with Nick Chubb, but at the same time, it's like, ooh. Wouldn't be doing that if it's coming out of like ill intentions. Now, if he just went in and was like, "Hey, I would like to be traded and go somewhere," you handle it cordially. Yeah, that's saw, much better than being like, "Get me out of here." He was missing some team reps in training camp, so it's not like a, a holdout situation. But I, I do wonder if he can force his way out of Cleveland before the season starts, which is not that far away. Like a yeah, month away, about three weeks. Yeah, kind of odd too that like, you're doing it now if you're Kareem Hunt. Maybe, you know, maybe extension talks kind of stopped. Maybe, you know, he was having mm-hmm. discussions, his agent, with the front office, and then it's kind of come to a, a halt. And now he's thinking, all right, I want out of here. Yeah. I, I totally understand the not wanting to play behind Nick Chubb. I mean, that's – if you're building a team, it's fantastic to have both of those guys. But I think both running backs, no matter what their relationship is, probably do look at it, even from Nick Chubb's perspective of – yeah, let's go ahead and you know let him go. I'll, I'll take more carries. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll, fine with me. I can be the main guy. I already am, but I would much rather just be it the entire time. Mm-hmm. And he's still pretty young, too. Yeah, I mean, running backs age uh, ridiculously fast. But if I were, like I said, those two teams, the Bills or the Dolphins, and you could probably throw some other teams in there as well. He just turned twenty-seven years old yesterday. On Saturday. Wow. So, I mean, he, that's still surprising. Man, so this was his birthday wish, and Cleveland said, no, no, no. I guess <laughs> yeah. you told someone else what your wish was. You're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. That's why you're staying in Cleveland, probably. Yeah. He, you know, he surprisingly only had 386 rushing yards last year. How many receiving yards did he and have, No though? wonder he wants out. <laughs> 174. Wow. Did he play every game? He played eight games. Okay. Was he dealing with an injury then or something? And I guess I he just, must have been. I don't yeah. necessarily remember. I don't pay attention to the Browns yes, with Cleveland Browns. Last Brown year, um, Dearness Johnson went off. That's right. Games. Yes. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of get it. The year before in 2020, he rushed for 841 yards, six touchdowns, and caught 300 yards with five receiving touchdowns. So I would expect him to get more towards that this season. Yep. Uh, especially with Deshaun Watson in there, or hell, even Jacoby Brissett. And there's also talks, a lot of talks of uh, your guy, Jimmy G, being <laughs> traded to the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if that will happen. Like, if you're the Browns to have that expensive of a locker room, of a quarterback room, uh-huh. that's, I don't know. I mean, if you didn't have Joby, Jacoby Brissett, excuse me, I might be a little bit more understanding of it, but, but the fact that you already have Jacoby, who's filled that role before and is comfortable being a starter in the NFL, it doesn't matter how good or bad he's played before. It's the fact that he's comfortable, he can lead a team, players respect yeah. him, coaches respect him, trust him. That's what's going to matter. I guess that's probably, though, with Jacoby Brissett. That was like, yeah, he can come in and play six games. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> now it's, wait, he's going to have to play a whole year? We're going to have to make an actual push to the playoffs <laughs> with this guy? Yeah. Mm. We've got a, a great running back room. We've made some moves at receiver, and now we're going to have to play him the full <laughs> season. So I guess I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, we've kind of said the whole thing with Jimmy G was let's wait and see until a, if a quarterback gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, now Deshaun Watson potentially facing a year-long suspension. Maybe they do make a move for Jimmy Garoppolo. I do. I still think it's wild to make a move on a quarterback this late into the offseason. Oh, it absolutely would be. And the first thing that comes to my mind with it, too, is the jersey with all the quarterback names for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Because just when you think he's like, we got Baker, we're good. Ah, Baker's not the guy. We're moving on to Sean Watson. Boom, here we go. Ooh, suspended for a year. Got to replace him. Now you throw Jimmy Garoppolo in there. You're going to come back next year. You're going to have to put Watson back on there. Yeah. He's going to make it twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to make it on there twice. Two-time uh, appearance. Another move, our Kansas City Chiefs released um, DeAndre Baker, the former giant. First-round mm-hmm. pick, Jim Thorpe Award winner, uh, released. This one was kind of a, a surprise for me. I was, just to be honest, I was looking to see if he got in any trouble. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I didn't either. But at the same time, it was like. He had that injury last year. It was. It was femur. kind of a freak accident, too, on the way that it happened. But like when you look at the Chiefs you know, like depth chart right now in the corners, it's kind of a packed room. And if you're coming back off an injury, it's like, ugh, we can't really be affording to miss time. So I kind of, you know, commend the Chiefs a little bit to be like, okay, hey, we don't really see this working out. Instead of you wasting time here, we're just going to go ahead and release you and let you maybe get an opportunity somewhere else as we try and figure out which guys here, you know, are going to be our starters moving forward. And I'm, I'm not always Mr. Optimism, mm-hmm. even when it comes to my teams. But to me, this move signifies – those rookies are playing a lot better than they expect. Oh, like Joshua Williams, number 23 kid out of Fayetteville State, who they drafted, I believe, the yeah. fourth or fifth round. Fourth round. Has been playing. I mean, every time you see a, a, a training camp video or highlight, he's in the mix. Now, then he might be on the bad end of it as well because the receiver makes a play, or he's right there making a play himself. But he's you always. like Juju Smith Schuster? Yeah, he did, about broke his freaking neck. <laughs> it's kind of one of those deals like, I really don't understand how that even happened. But Juju's on the ground and his helmet's off his head. Yeah. Not good. It looked like he probably was looking to, you know, make a little contact, put his hand on him. And Juju was running through the play and maybe caught like part of his face mask or something, like an accidental situation. He's probably going to get in some trouble over that one. You're going to hear it from (laughs) somebody probably on that offense. And then, you know, Chris Jones, somebody on the defense is going to have to say, like, hey, (laughs) you got to be more careful. Let's just not do that one again. (laughs) Maybe don't put that hand out there. But I I did think that that was a pretty interesting move and honestly kind of happy with it for the Kansas City Chiefs. You hate to see a guy lose his job, but. 
the silver lining of it is is they're, they're probably pretty confident with what they have in that secondary if they're letting uh, some guys go. Yep. And sticking with training camp, uh, Friday over the weekend, I heard a lot about Mitch Trubisky and how good he looks at Steelers training camp. Wow. And I, I think I even saw a tweet that Mitch Trubisky was ranked number one on the depth chart followed by Mason Rudolph, and then Kenny Pickett was actually sitting at third. Now, it's a training camp depth chart, so I'm not going to put a lot of stock into it, but I've also heard that old Kenny Pickett is really struggling so far in camp, and so far Mitch Trubisky looks really good, and so do two of their rookie receivers, Calvin Austin and George Pickens out of Georgia. Mm -hmm. It, It kind of feels like this might be Mitch Trubisky's job to lose. And even looking at some of the betting odds, uh, Mitch Trubisky, the betting favorite to be the starter for the Steelers this year. Also, pretty wild that you can already just bet on this. Like who the Yeah, and that's kind of that's what I was thinking. It's like we're betting on who the starting quarterback's going to be. I've done some betting here, but I don't think I've gone to this depth of like who's going to be starting at the uh-huh. position. But with Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, maybe, maybe this is their plan, right? Like, hey, let's give them a year in the NFL and see how he can do. But at the same time, if this is a kid you're drafting in the first round, you almost want him to already be ready. He's older. He's 24 years old. This guy needs to be ready to start in the NFL. He was the best quarterback in college football last year, according to all the awards that he won. Heading this year, and you're getting beat out by Mitchell Trubisky? I'm sorry. That's not a good sign. I wonder For if the Steelers if you're a Steelers as well. Fan, are you a fan? Are you, like, are you happy about this? I Were you happy not. with the pick? Because if you're a Steelers fan, you have to want the rookie quarterback to succeed and, and be the guy. Mm-hmm. I do find myself rooting for Mitchell Trubisky, though. It's really w- weird. I don't, I don't necessarily get it. If he does come out and he's very good, all the all the blame is going to go to Matt Nagy. Yeah, well, it probably should. Though. And then he's just over here in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes like, well, this guy's actually smart, so never mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just going to be like back and year. forth. Mm-hmm. But even those uh, those Steelers receivers, Deontay Johnson just got his extension. We talked about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool right there as well. Uh, but then I, I did see and, and hear a lot about George Pickens looking very good in camp. And then Calvin Austin, their fourth-round pick as well. I, I don't know who scouts the receivers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They probably need a raise, though. They need to be the highest-paid receiver scout in the in the freaking world. <laughs> yeah, Because it's they're doing. stupid. I think we talked about it last week of just how quickly they've even turned over their roster since like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster were there. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, even Washington. remember before that, Martavius Bryant mm-hmm. where it was like, this is going to be the dude. And then you replace him with Juju immediately. Like yeah. that's another one of those names who would quickly disappeared in the NFL. I mentioned Todd Gurley last week on radio when we were doing that. We were doing our fantasy football previews and stuff for our local listeners. And it was kind of one of those deals where I mentioned the name and I was just like, this guy was at the top of like everything in the world of football four years ago. Today, no idea where he's at. I don't even know where he lives. Did he get in some trouble? And Brett even mentions it in the, the chat that Tomlin was a former college receiver. So maybe we just need to give him more credit. Yeah, maybe. And I, it's hard for me to give Mike Tomlin more praise because I feel like I'm pretty high up there on, to- on Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I, I think he's like a top two coach in the NFL. Top two? And that's because Belichick just has all those rings. Damn. <laughs> if I had to start a franchise with any coach in the NFL right now, I think I might choose Mike Tomlin. I would go – he would be in my top three. Like I have to put Belichick. the respect on Andy Reid. But he's old. 
Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Five. I think five five tops. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl within the next five years, I think Andy's done. Yeah. If it's this year, next year, whenever, I think he's done. That's a really good point. That's also scary to think about because who takes that job over? Because to me, it was Mike Kafka. He was going to be in the terms of progression. He's with the New York Giants right now. Well, Eric Bieniemy. No. <laughs> nope. Patrick Mahomes already doesn't like him. The rumors are out there. I still believe that article that came out, and then they were just like, ah, oh, we're getting a lot of bad thoughts on like reviews on this. Well, shoot, it's we like deleted. Uh, the Tom Brady rumors to Miami. Everybody yeah. was like, that's not true. Yeah. No way that happened. Well, guess what? <laughs> it did. The NFL yeah. found it. It did happen. I'm waiting for like an Albert Breer to come out one day and just be like, okay, hey, uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy absolutely hate each other's guts. Mm-hmm. Because like even when Eric Bieniemy like compliments Patrick Mahomes, it's like a backhanded compliment. Like before, he's like he's just a comp- he's a competitive prick. He's yeah. always just wants to be the best. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's nice of you to say. But like, did you have to call him a prick? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just uber competitive. You love it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm sure Patrick's like, yeah, go ahead and call a stupid run play on third and twelve. Watch me audible out of this uh-huh. and make a fucking crazy no look. And pass. who's ever You're responsible welcome. for putting Travis Kelsey in at quarterback? I, that's one of my biggest like things about the Chiefs that I hate. I mean, yeah. on a Sunday, if you see, if you watch a game with me, and they motion and put like Travis Kelsey or Blake Bell or any of these guys in at quarterback, I I lose my mind a little. Well, bit. they're not going to the quarterback sneak with Patrick Mahomes is retired for that part. The rest of his life. The one that really got me was it was like a third and one or fourth and one last year, and they. I don't know if they motioned, I don't remember, but they put Travis Kelsey in at quarterback, and I get it. Thanks for letting me know, Tony Romo. He played some quarterback before. In high school, but yeah. Taking the best quarterback in the league out from under center to run an option play with Travis Kelsey, that just ain't it for me. If they, <laughs> whether it's Eric Bieniemy or it's Andy Reid, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of it either, but I have to be honest with myself. and like, okay, I don't like that they're going to be cute in the red zone, but if it works, I'm going to blow up about it. And I'm going to be super excited and just be like, let's freaking go. I'm that typical guy that's like, oh, this is stupid. This is never going to work. Oh, my God, touchdown. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Look at that play call. (laughs) That's exactly. So it's like I'll just live and die by the cuteness of what they do in the red zone. But – what I've wanted them to have is just let's you know have some extra size in the receiver room to where you can maybe just throw a jump ball. They have that now, so maybe we'll see more of it and less of the cuteness and awkward packages that they do there in the red zone. But hopefully, a couple of those that's other the hope. Um, quarterback competitions, though the the Seahawks, mm. they've got a little bit of a quarterback competition. I'll be honest with you, I didn't think this was a competition. I, I thought it was going to be Drew Locke's job to lose, but Geno Smith is now the betting favorite to win that job, and he has been taking the majority of the first-string reps in Seattle. So I did not know that part. In my mind, and I'm glad you brought it up, is that I don't know why Geno Smith even has an opportunity to be the starter. We know who you are. We've it's already like seen you play. last year with Drew Locke, though. Yeah. Wasn't it? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I was like, why is this guy getting the opportunity to start? So... I'm right there with you. Like I thought it should be Drew Locke just the whole season. Like you He should have been in Denver too, honestly. But if he can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater and he can't beat out Geno Smith, he might not even be a career backup in the league. Yeah, if you're getting those are two career backups. Yeah. <laughs> if you're getting if you're getting beat by backups two years in a row, you are also not a backup. Right. That's yeah. Wow. 
I didn't know that. If I had to make a bet, though, I would bet on Drew Locke on that. I think There's I no reason too. he should come out of preseason here not being the starting quarterback. Yeah, and again, if he does, then I I think you you got to be kind of done with Drew Locke. Yep. All of us. Uh, not. There's a part of me for some reason that roots for him, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri, Missouri Tiger fans, that's it. I hated him at Mizzou. Absolutely hated him. I didn't really like him either. I thought he was way too cocky. And I still think with Drew Locke that he tries too hard to be that Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes Jay Cutler. type. I can throw from any platform, look at my arm strength. He has good arm strength, but it's not special. I've always called him the great value Jay Cutler. Which is, that's not good. Yeah, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> because Jay Cutler is great value Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Yeah, you're the tertiary market there. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. The Panthers, uh, Baker Mayfield... Far and away the betting odds favorite job, um, which is kind of wild because they're not too long ago. But looks like it's going to be him that wins that job. I uh, we were talking about it the other day though. I've heard a lot of good things about Matt Corral there. I don't think he's going to win the starting job, but they might look at him and say, "Okay, well after Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold this year, maybe we give this guy a shot." Are you done with if, okay, so we mentioned if Drew Locke can't beat out Geno Smith, Teddy Bridgewater, back-to-back years, he's done. With Sam Darnold, it's like, okay, you transitioned or you moved on from the Jets, you go to the Panthers, you start there for a year, you got hurt, you missed out, they bring in Baker Mayfield. After this year, do you look at Sam Darnold and say, okay, hey, this isn't working out either? Or is it just like Sam Darnold needs an opp- like a true opportunity somewhere, but would, there's the possibility he's not going to get that. If he doesn't beat up Baker Mayfield, then I would say that his next opportunity will definitely be as a legitimate backup, not a, hey, let's bring you in and you can compete. Not like a um, Mitch Trubisky thing. Yeah. I think that maybe his next opportunity will be like the Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, type. Mariota, like, hey, you go yeah. here for a year or two, be a backup, and then maybe if something happens, Yep. We'll call you, and you can kind of be that veteran guy. But, I mean, nothing against Baker Mayfield. He's been pretty good in the NFL. But if you can't beat him out, then why are you starting yep. for any of the other 31 teams? And that's what makes me wonder, too, is like exactly that point you just made. But it's also, you know, I see stuff that, like, Jordan Palmer puts out there. And it's like, I know this guy can be a starter in the NFL. Yep. And I know it's it's his guy, and he's trained him since college. Like, he's kind of in a position where he has to say that. But the way he talks, he's just like – so definitive and like set on it was like this guy can be a quarterback in the NFL. He just needs like That's the true so opportunity to him. do so. And it's with like Sam we Darnold. saw that early on last year with the Panthers, and then it just immediately like just fell apart. And then he got hurt, and it was like, well, mm-hmm. never mind. Yep. And then the last quarterback competition is Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. I, I think Marcus Mariota will win that job. He's the betting favorite too. I do think that we're going to see Desmond Ritter play. I would not be surprised if Desmond Ritter is the first rookie quarterback to play mm-hmm. this year. Do you think he I will mean, be Mariota good? just he gets hurt a lot when he yeah. did play. I don't think he's going to do anything to wow you. And I think the Panthers might turn to Ritter kind of early in the season. The Falcons, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you think Ritter's going to be good in the NFL? I remember I, I, I don't want to say I defended him, but I always questioned during the draft process on, like, why was he so undervalued by, like, all the scouts? Mm-hmm. Because he did help bring Cincinnati to the top, helped lead them to the you know college football playoff, wasn't bad. And then it's like you see him play Alabama, and it's like, well, maybe this is why. But at the same time, it's Alabama and you're Cincinnati. I think he can be okay. I don't think he's ever going to be anything special. You know, like uh, Dak Prescott 
got drafted pretty late too, like what third or fourth round as well. Mm-hmm. But it's like you knew he had that potential to be something special. With Desmond Ritter, I don't see the like he could be something special. I see the like a uh, like the Andy Dalton, like he's just going to be pretty damn consistent, just, <laughs> which is a good career to have. Yeah, and he might be a starter in the NFL for a long time. I think like maybe his ceiling is like a Ryan Tannehill. They're like, hey, that was a pretty hey, good. That's throw. a pretty good ceiling to have. And then, though. oh, you threw an interception. <laughs> Why don't you just turn around and hand it to Derrick Henry now? <laughs> so, so maybe like maybe make a Pro Bowl, but again, keep in mind. It's not that hard to make a Pro Bowl. Mac Jones did it last year as a rookie. So like Alex <laughs> Mac Jones going to have a big year like this 22 year. touchdowns in a year. <laughs> so like I think that he could be special in the context of make a Pro Bowl but still maybe not be that good. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's fair for sure. And then you know other rookie quarterbacks as well. Uh speaking of the Titans, Malik Willis have to wonder when he's going to get an opportunity to play if uh- I saw a clip from their training camp. I think it was last week or the week before, and it was uh, Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and there's another quarterback that I don't whose name slipped in my mind here. But oh, yeah, they were just doing like their footwork drills or whatnot, and uh-huh. his feet were very sloppy. And I know that's one of those deals where you can nitpick if you wanted to, but it's mm-hmm. also one of those deals where, like just give him time to figure that out because that is something you can be taught and learn and get under control. It's uh, Logan Woodside is listed as a yes. backup quarterback right now, and it was like one of those videos where it was like, wow, like there was a clear difference mm-hmm. between. Tannehill to Woodside to Willis. Yep. And it's just like, man, you're, you you are going to need a year to work on that. Talking about it or tweeted about it and said like this could also just be like a new drill to Malik Willis where he mm-hmm. hasn't done it before but you know these other Titans quarterbacks that have been there like this yep. is second nature to them. They've done it 100 times. Absolutely. But Malik Willis is the most athletic of the group, but that just goes to show that even if you're incredibly athletic, there's still that learning curve coming to the NFL and doing these drills and Things like that. I think once he gets out there and starts playing in the preseason, he's going to be a gamer type. I think he'll put some pressure on Tannehill. And I would assume that if something did happen to Ryan Tannehill, even if Logan Woodside is listed as the backup quarterback, it's going to be Malik Willis. Yeah. <laughs> or, Willis. You know, it, it could be like the Minnesota Vikings last year, though, where they drafted uh, <laughs> that kid out of A&M, Kellen Mond. Uh, Kellen Mond, yeah. And they're like, we're absolutely not playing him this year. Well, I think think that might be Zimmer just being an absolute douchebag. Yeah. that I don't play a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I, I've seen him enough in training camp. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Well, you also can't freaking see. Why don't you go have another eye surgery so you can wow. stay alive? <laughs> I was never a fan of him, clearly. <laughs> Apparently. You guys just don't see eye to eye on that one, I guess. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a place where you will see eye to eye on, though, uh, is Roper Kia. You should go check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. Um, I can attest to that. Another one of my family members got a vehicle from them uh, that will be on Monday. So go in there. Another out- one? Check out their inventory. Y'all are keeping they don't have them. the car of your dreams. They're gonna help you find it. And sometimes it's just a, a simple text away of like, "Yo, got anything? Need this? You bet your ass we do. Come pick it up on Monday." So, and again, if you mention us here at Mike'd Up, you're gonna get one thousand dollars off your nicer, newer ride. <laughs> I'm going to send one of those texts myself, I guess. Good God. Another one. Next up, though, is Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is that there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if – or excuse me. It's not a matter of when you visit the website. Oh, my God. What the heck? How did I – 
It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit the website, so be sure to do so at gunspot.com. I forgot my own signature line. I don't I don't know. It's a, I'm thrown off. We're doing this on a Sunday night. This isn't me. <laughs> this isn't show, what a different time. <laughs> screws up the whole How do thing. I talk? <laughs> uh, God. A couple things happened over the weekend uh, with these like pick a team, build your own team things. And I really like this one. Uh, it, it was not me who thought of it. It was uh, I was trying to give him credit. Uh, the real cruise ox. Uh, who has a podcast, and he put out a graphic that I thought was pretty interesting the other day. It's the Team A, Team B, Team C, Team D, with a lot of good historic guys on the list. Team A is Aaron Donald, C.J. Mosley, Tyron Matthew, and Eric Berry. Team B, Joey Bosa, Luke Keekley, Joe Hayden, and Eric Reed. Team C, Ed Oliver, Jarvis Jones, Patrick Peterson, Reggie Nelson. Also keep in mind, Reggie Nelson was damn good at Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, Team D, Chase Young, Monte Teo, Jalen Ramsey, and Minka Fitzpatrick. To me, this is a no-brainer. It's Team D. So the one thing when I first looked at this, I had to remember is like, because I look at these guys and immediately go, how is their NFL career? And it was just like, nope, this is college, Austin. This is an all-college football defense. But even with that, like I still think my mind goes to Team A. I really like a lot of people think that Aaron Donald with C.J. Mosley, and then it's like Tyron Matthew and Eric Berry. Like Tyron Matthew and Eric Berry alone were just absolute studs. I was going to say that I think the strength of this team of Team A is Tyron Matthew and Eric Berry. Yeah, and it's like that carries C.J. Mosley, and it's like okay, Aaron Donald, just because we know what he eventually became, mm-hmm. and it was like he just didn't well, get that was recognition. Really good at Pitt. Yeah, uh, he had a good four-year career. Uh, he finished his senior season. Actually, he had twenty-eight and a half tackles for loss. I thought you were about to tell me sacks. I was <laughs> no, like, we're just now right. talking about this. <laughs> Eleven sacks okay. in the interior position. So that's very good for the defensive line. But mm-hmm. he was he was kind of slept on because he played at Pitt, and everybody looked at him and said, "You're six feet tall." Can't play. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the moment that we saw him like break up a read option and he tackled the running back and the quarterback, it's like, uh, yeah, that's he's a stud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that should have been it. I think it was against Duke too. It was like, yeah, I mean, we don't care that it's Duke. He just blew up the offensive line and it was there in half a second. He's the dude. Yeah, I I once saw a middle school, not a middle school, junior high kid, a seventh grader, do that when I was coaching, and I was that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And he was a, a short, stocky-built kid, too. He wasn't like this just big mammoth of a player. Uh, but he got through the line so fast that the quarterback and running back were still at the mesh point. And he just tackled both of them, <laughs> like both, to the ground. It was a very Aaron Donald-like play. And I remember asking him, I was like, what, what were you thinking when you got there and no one had the ball? He was like, wasn't thinking, just reacted. Tackle them both. <laughs> Damn. <little> badass. <laughs> Where's that kid at now? And that's the state wrestling champ is what he was. <laughs> and uh, the kid turned out to be Aaron Donald, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I <laughs> that should be your story. <laughs> I actually saw him do it in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Wasn't surprised when I saw him do it in a pit. <laughs> I, and for me, I did pick Team D, but I, I think Team A is very good as well. But from the college football perspective, I did think a lot of people were looking at of like what Aaron Donald is now yeah, versus what he was then. Uh, Team D, Chase Young was just so good at Ohio State. They, I mean, his senior, or sorry, junior season, 
He had 16 and a half sacks. Yeah. And there was a point where there were like three or four games left, I think. They started triple teaming. Chase. Well, he also had that suspension, remember? Mm -hmm. Which hindered it. And I will never forget. I don't remember if we were at that Ohio State-Michigan game, but we were like in our room getting ready, and our guy Matt comes in the room, and he's like, hey, uh, I've been up since like 5 a.m. Chase Young is suspended. Nobody knows yet. We're getting ready to break the news. And you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and it was just like, literally, I, we just watched it 30 minutes later, like everything just like, like just kind of just transitioned to the whole world finding out that like Chase Young is suspended. This is what happened. He will not be playing today. He missed almost a month of the season. Yes. From October 26th to November 23rd. Uh, but in his last game, before that suspension, he played Wisconsin. He had four sacks in that one game. <laughs> Gets suspended, has to miss some time, comes back and has three sacks the next game. And then that is when uh, then they played Michigan, and Michigan said, this is not going to happen, triple teaming him. <laughs> yeah. And that's when the, the great Mel Kuyper was like, I don't know, a guy just disappeared against Michigan, and it's like, Mel, buddy, <laughs> there are three guys you got to turn him. on the tape, my guy. <laughs> right. Get out of your back cave. <laughs> and then in the, uh, the Big Ten Championship, Wisconsin was like, uh, yeah, we're going to do that too. And so they didn't get any sacks in that game either and, and people thought like oh well he disappeared but literally double triple teamed at some point so that's he's the main reason but i think a lot of people you forget about monte tail which yeah. i never got around to watching that documentary i need to oh i forgot about or is it, yeah. it out yet maybe it hasn't come out i don't yet. think it's out yet but i forgot that he they even finished did that. like second in the heisman yes as a defensive player i even saw people in the comment section being like why is monte tail on there because that's uh, where I was. He's the best linebacker. On that's this where match. I wanted to go earlier, and I kind of forgot that was going to be part of my point here. Is when I talk about like, oh, we look at these guys and immediately think of like what they do in the NFL. Because yeah. Manti Te'o may not have had the career in the NFL, but at Notre Dame, dude was absolutely feared. Oh yeah, and it was just like number five. Guy had a fake girlfriend, and you couldn't even talk <laughs> trash to him. Goddamn! <laughs> just because like, hey, if you're a running back, it's like, hey, offensive lineman. Shut up about the girlfriend already. Yeah. He's killing us out there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how many times do you need your chin strap broken? Shut up. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey at corner. Mm -hmm. I One of the like true shutdown corners. In, in college Patrick football. Peterson was great. Joe Hayden was really good at Florida. Tyron Matthew, uh, we were talking to Brooks about this one too. He was a really good corner, but even then he was kind of playing that role that he plays in the NFL now. Yeah. He wasn't like a, a shutdown outside corner a very good i'm not trying to take anything away from him he but just did me, everything that was so special yeah. about it jalen ramsey right there and I, I think that people have probably picked up on how much i love minka fitzpatrick yeah so having him and jalen ramsey pretty much locked it up yeah i mean it is it is hard to argue with that team the only argument for a is just the fact that aaron donald was maybe undervalued mm -hmm. but like you look at team b and I feel like, okay, we're good with Joey Bosa. We're good with Luke Keekley Again, maybe looking at what he did in the NFL. And then with Joe Hayden and Eric Reed, it was like, okay, yeah, cool. But I don't know. Yeah. I just kind of overlooked him. And then even with Team C, it was like Ed Oliver. I feel like he came on late. Jarvis Jones, kind of similar situation. Patrick Peterson was just I – mean, he was the stud after Tyron Matthew, right? Because it was just like the one-two aspect of those guys. Yeah, so there might have been some Or it was Patrick before uh, Tyron. Who was it? Mo Claiborne? Yes. See in there, the Cowboys, like, top pick? Mm-hmm. They had a little run there yeah. where it was. It was just one after the other. Like, I mean, they still kind of did, but then they just 
started falling apart there, like towards the end of their or after their mm-hmm. freshman year, I should say. Yep. And uh, even looking at the comments of this, which is uh, really cool, I enjoyed looking at it too. A lot of people were saying, "Where's Indomik and Sue?" So I put together a team E, which would be the early two thousands. And just some of my favorite players from the early 2000s. I went Dominic and Sue, who probably should have won the Heisman his senior year. Derek Johnson at linebacker is one of my all-time favorite college football players. Yeah, and like even like the the Vince Young era at Texas, it was really I think the Ricky Williams to like the Derek Johnson era that made me be a Texas fan. Yeah, for me it was the Derek Johnson and the Vince Young and the Colt McCoy. Mm-hmm. Which was where I was like, this is. Because it was like defense, offense, and it was just getting to watch those guys. Like watching Cole McCoy and Jamal Charles together was a blast as a middle school. I mean, watching Derek Johnson, for me, it was, I remember him as a freshman. And a lot of people even saying, like, oh, he's too skinny. He can't mm-hmm. play linebacker that size. And he pretty much did. I mean, he was like six foot four, 230 pounds. Yep. Uh, incredibly athletic and fast. And then his ability to, uh, to force fumbles. But then after that, I put in Terrence Newman from Kansas. Uh, Kansas State, Kansas State who was yeah. one of the fastest corners I've ever seen. Had a good career with the Cowboys. And then um, I had to throw in Ed Reed because he's <laughs> one of my favorite players. And if like, you throw in Team E, it is Team E. Like the, None of the other guys, like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, and, even- and it's kind of probably cheating a little bit too because I, I think they tried to keep the other teams balanced. <laughs> It was like I wanted to dip a little bit back into my youth and be like, who dominated in the early 2000s? Yeah. I like hearing about Nadamik and Sue as a middle schooler for me was like, he was probably the most like terrifying college player I ever heard of. Cause I had a buddy who was a huge Nebraska fan. And I mean, he was the type of middle schooler that was like the Nebraska fan that was on all the message boards, was reading anything and everything about Nebraska. His entire house is covered in Nebraska, like just memorabilia. His dad has a Nebraska Cornhuskers tattoo, runs the tire shop in town, and they just bleed Cornhusker red. I mean, it's just in absolutely insane. It's so like he's sitting here talking to me about Nadamakan Sue, and I was like, I am scared of this guy, and I've never met him in my life. And then you see him get drafted by Detroit. And then you see the clips of him just like stomping on people's ankles. And you're like, this is everything my buddy was telling me about in middle school. I don't even ever want to see this guy in person because I'm just going to cry. Yeah, That's he, how I was viewed. He only had too. 12 sacks as a senior. Um, I, I still feel like that's a pretty damn good number mm-hmm. to have. But it was like the tackles for loss. Um, he had 20 and a half. But he also had 85 tackles to go with it. <laughs> Like Aaron Donald, we talked about the season he had. He had 59 tackles. Holy cow. Loss. But Indomitian Sue had, I mean, he was tracking people all 30 over more, the yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he finished fourth in the Heisman voting that year. And who won? Probably it? should have been higher than that. What year was that? One in 2009. Was that maybe uh, Sam Bradford? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was, he was incredible uh, in his time at. Nebraska. And what's crazy about him is he is like kind of known for almost being like a dirty player or just being incredibly violent. He gives back so much money to the University of Nebraska. It's insane. Or at least he did like in his in his prime, maybe he's not now, but I'm pretty sure he funded the entire like weight room at Nebraska. Like, yeah, because Nebraska, like they've got some good. That was another thing I remember hearing is that he lifted so much weight, like the the weight that he lifted was so heavy that they didn't have anything heavier for him in the weight room. 
And so it's yeah, like he so leaves like, and it's like, oh, gonna it. there's going to be another one of me for sure coming to this university. It, we are. We're just three weeks away from college football starting. Uh, the first big game of the year, kind of that week zero, is Nebraska versus Northwestern. That game is going to be played in Ireland. Not really sure why. <laughs> I don't either, but I know of a couple of people in our area that are going to the game. Yeah. And every time you talk to them, they're just like, oh, just another day closer to Ireland. I was like, I get it, that man. That would be a blast, though. If it would a be freaking awesome. Fan like a big one, and your team was playing in Ireland to travel over there, show up a little bit early, just getting hammered and watching your team play. I think I'm more just jealous of like I'm not getting to go. <laughs> just like as much as I've heard about it, it's just like, oh, sick invite, guys. I've never been. No, I haven't either. I've never been. been. Europe. No. I've only been to Mexico. Mexico. I haven't it. even been to Canada. I haven't either. I, the farthest west I've gone is Idaho. That's pretty far west. It is. But like <laughs> Oregon, Washington, California haven't made that extra state jump yet. Uh, I've been to California, but I, I didn't spend a lot of time there. Uh, went for the Stanford Cal game. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. But it was like a weekend trip. So I, I didn't see much of that. Yeah. You've landed in Disneyland. And got to fly over Disneyland. How was it? Very quick. You know, I learned a little trick about Disneyland and Disney World. Disneyland is in California because of L.A., land L.A. Disney World, Orlando, O-R-L. Does everyone else already know that trick? I learned that last year and was just stunned. I still think about it all the time. Color auto. <laughs> ADO. There you go. That's all you need to do. So Thank you, you, College Football Magazine. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sits on the back of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, sitting there spelling Colorado the entire time I'm going pee. About to flip it over. I'm tired of looking at a linebacker in the eyes. I'm just going pee. It's awkward. <laughs> yeah, a mansplaining. <laughs> uh, also, the, those um, preseason games continue this week. Giants versus Patriots on Thursday. Falcons versus Lions on Friday. And then a, a, a bunch of games on Saturday. But the Chiefs-Bears start that one Saturday Morning, so a, a lot of good football on. Mm -hmm. And I, I was actually pretty excited about the preseason game the other night. I watched more of it than I thought I would. What were your thoughts coming out of it? Jared Stidham looked pretty damn good. <laughs> he did, didn't he? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, where Maybe can he... Maybe that's the bias in me, but... Um... Looks pretty comfortable. <laughs> yep, he's a good run in that offense. Yeah. He, he might get a second shot. Atlanta. <laughs> you know, Marcus Mariota was a backup there for two years and then went on to get a, another opportunity. Is that the new <laughs> Maybe they dip back into that Raiders backup quarterback. Like, oh, hey, Mariota actually sucked. Raiders probably not the guy. Let's go after Jared Stidham. Maybe if you're Seattle, it's like, it's not Geno Smith and it's not Drew Locke. Pfft. Jared Stidham, what's up? And then showing off the legs, too, for that rushing. Yeah. It was a little ahead of impressed. <laughs> and Trayvon Walker also looked really good. It was the very first play of the game. Mm -hmm. He got to the quarterback. It was a dumb, like, roughing the passer call. But then I, I think he also got a sack in the game, too. Yeah. And speaking of the Jaguars, I heard, uh, I think it was this morning or yesterday, that Cam Robinson's absolutely just looking stellar in camp as left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was like, no one is getting to the quarterback or getting past him. He's just been an absolute just shut down left tackle. I was like, all right, maybe Jacksonville knew what they were kind of doing here heading into the draft this last year. Maybe. I would love to see it, actually. I, yeah. I think the Jacksonville fan base 
deserves a good team, especially for putting up with Urban Meyer for a year. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. getting to the ASU Championship game and like Blake Bortles can't make one throw over Stephon Gilmore to help you win that game. To have that roster <laughs> and to have Blake Bortles be the quarterback of it. Yeah. Like that's a Super Bowl roster. Who is their head coach? He's named slip in my mind, but I almost feel bad for him. I can't think of it either. He just seemed like an old, big, grumpy offensive line coach and just like, we're a bunch of winners. And I was like, oh, fucking quarterback. But the defense that they had? Yeah. Just stars. The attitude that better. was there? Mm-hmm. It's like, you put Russell Wilson on that team, it's like, that's the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Doug Marone. Ah, that is it, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I they- say that the Seattle Seahawks because of like just how tenacious the defense was and how physical they were at running the ball, and it was just like, the separation was clearly the quarterback. Yeah. yeah I mean... Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Carried him there the, yeah. the whole way. <laughs> uh, let's get to our last sponsors, though. Club 609, home of the best happy hour in the world uh, every weekday from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. And that special Saturday happy hour from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Featuring their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joppa, Missouri on 1st in Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil changed and your tires serviced. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. You did it. I did. I had like prep myself before, like not a matter of if, matter of when. We had the Hall of Fame inductions this weekend. So our first, tell the truth. If you were inducted into the Hall of Fame, who would be the person to introduce you? I've been thinking about this all show. I'm going to be honest with you. I still don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know who would be worthy enough to just be like, he's inducted into the Hall of Fame, the highest honor you can have in the world of football. Do you have any previous coaches that you're close with? No. They were either. awful. Like my, I'm not going to be that guy. Like, oh, if it wasn't for our coaches, we'd be so. Like, our coaches, just it took the fun out of the sport as they preached. Just have fun. I had, Like, I didn't have bad coaches. I just wasn't, like, super close with yeah. any of them. Like, I'm assuming if I had a successful NFL career, it would probably be, like, a head coach or a teammate that I had. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it'd just be you. It'd be like uh, Jeff Saturday and uh, Peyton Manning. Manning. Yeah. There you go. I would probably go uh, my brother, Matt. That would be cool. Be like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Matt, I know you you did my scouting yeah. report, but like, I'm actually in here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or my, uh, my daughters. That would be cool, actually. That would be a good one. They're turning out to be pretty funny individuals, yeah. which is also scary because <laughs> they definitely got my wit and mouth. Both of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like one got the other. It's just they both equally got. You it. should hear them go back and forth with each other. It's like, hey, guys, knock it off. <laughs> mellow one, mellow two, quit it. <laughs> it's really funny, but you're starting to get a little hurtful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that would be a good one. Uh, I do have to tell the truth this weekend. Uh, I got trapped in the house once again because I have a front porch, as you know, but our listeners mm-hmm. might not. Uh, I have a front porch. I've got like some chairs out there. It's a nice little setup. It is. But I have birds that nest out there. I thought you put the aluminum foil up there. I did. They stopped caring about it. It's, it's not tricking them anymore. <sighs> I went like a full year without having any birds. On Maybe my you need to put fresh aluminum foil up there. Maybe it's not I making so. any more noise. I think they've gotten it like they've gotten it dirty. 
Yeah. So I'm going to have to do that. But there's no crunchy noise on it. Yeah. Nerve wracking for me <laughs> because it's, I have to get up on like a ladder or like a step stool. And the whole time it's like the bird's going to come back. <laughs> bird's not afraid of me. It's bird's going to be pissed. <laughs> in my brain, literally thinking, this bird's going to peck my eyes out, make me fall down, and I'm going to die. It's going to be like Stranger Things, like your eyes are just gone. Yeah. Vecna. <laughs> but the They're going to find me on the sidewalk, just <laughs> arms bent everywhere, legs cracked. Like, it's going to be, he tried clearly to. clearly from the underneath or whatever Yeah, it is. <laughs> the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it was just a, a bird. Not even like a, a crow. Or a big, large bird. I want to make like like an eagle coming out. He's like, God, this thing's gonna be like, right? And you're gonna be like, fuck, no, 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 no. It's those little ones are agile. <laughs> but I went to throw away some uh, pizza boxes, and I opened the front door, saw this little bird. It was nighttime too, so it hasn't nested up there, but it was just yeah. like hanging out to sleep. And I was like, it's one tiny bird. Man up, go throw these boxes away. You're fine. Yeah. But then there was another, there was a second bird on a different like pillar. And I got about halfway there and my shoulders went to my ears and I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. Nope. So I have to run inside. My daughters who are like watching a movie or something are like, what's happening? I was like, there's a bird out there. You've got to go throw away the pizza box for me. <laughs> but they're mouthy little asses. They, they say they're not afraid of birds. Until it comes time to like throw away some pizza boxes. (laughs) And then they're like, I'm not going out there. We had to get a broom, crack the door open a little bit, scare the bird away. And then eventually I made my eight-year-old go throw away that. I just imagine the people in your neighborhood that are going on a walk and they're just seeing this broom being like (laughs) just thrown around on the front porch from a front door that's barely being opened. And it's like, what's going on? And then go, 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 go. The birds are gone. (laughs) At first I was going to make her do it my youngest daughter maddie and she opened the door like all the way and was trying to shoo the bird and i'm like absolutely not it's gonna fly in the house <laughs> like, then we're really in trouble because i'm not doing it i'm gonna have to call the cops <laughs> i'm in my truck halfway down the you know driveway before you guys realize the garage door opened. <laughs> dad's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you you got phone send me a text when it's gone I'm, I'm not doing it i will not uh, I, would, I would have to call somebody. Honest, honest to God's truth. If a bird ever got in my house, I would leave immediately, and I would have to call someone and be like, just you gotta get give me a call. I would come get the bird out of your house. Would like, oh, I can't imagine doing that. Getting the bird out of your house? Hell, hell no. Just open the doors. I saw a video of a dude getting a bat out of his house. It was a teacher. So a bat's a different story. I feel like for some reason with a bat, my mind goes to like this thing's gonna just. Suck my blood out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he eventually hit it with a broom and, like, knocked it down, and he thought killed it. Yeah. So he goes to put it in a trash bag and goes to, like, put the trash bag over this, what he thinks is a dead bat, wasn't dead. Flew up and, like, was all around his, his head and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like, absolutely not. I would yeah. call the fire department. Before I even attempted. I feel like with the bats, like, one, they're blind. Like, a bird can at least see where it's going or what it's doing. A bat's just, like, doing the little noise that it does because it's just bouncing sound waves. And it's like, the sound's here. Like, it's bouncing, and it's just flapping its wings at you because there's the sound's not going past you. That would be the terrifying part for me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't either. Not with the bat. I saw a picture one where there was, like, this dude is, like, taking a picture of a bat hanging upside down somewhere in Brazil. It's like, this is a five-foot bat. Now, it's not going to bite you. It's a herbivore. It only eats, like, plants. 
but he's like this bat's legitimately five feet tall, tall? and it's just like hanging upside down, no. like with its wings wrapped around it. It was on Twitter, swear to God. Just search five foot bat. It should be there. Oh my God, the golden crowned flying fox. Yeah, up to five or six feet. That's a fucking human, dude. There's, a, I would have a heart attack. My mom is five two. You're telling me I got my mom as a bat right there. I'm already scared of my mom as a five foot Tasmanian devil type of woman. Now it's like a bat with like with her with wings. That's terrifying. Oh lord, the pictures alone are getting me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna throw up. I gotta stop that. That's gonna haunt me. Literal nightmares because of that. Thank you. Why don't you share your telling now? <laughs> I really, I feel like I'm just, I'm grossed out. I don't know what movie it was, but I've always low-key been scared of bats, but like Batman's my favorite superhero. But the movie that I remember seeing as a kid was... Ace was, Ventura. No, it was a glimpse of a scary movie. And there's these, I think it's a couple like walking in a field or something. And there's just like a huge flock of bats like coming at them. But they don't know what it is at first because it's just this black mass coming through the sky. And as it gets closer, like it's bats. And the bats then come after them and they just fly right through all the people. And then it just shows like the bats flying past the camera. And then when all the bats are gone, so are they. And it's like the bats ate them. So in my mind, since like probably seven, eight years old of seeing that 30-second clip of a movie and realizing – I don't like scary movies. Two bats eat people, and then realizing vampires. <laughs> yeah, this is a possibility. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Birds? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. It's from like the '60s. No, my mom had me watch that when I was a child, and I I think that that, on top of the attacks that I had suffered from, that's what did me in. <laughs> it's about like the birds go crazy and just start attacking people. Do you think you could kill one of the birds? Nope. With a shotgun? No, like the the birds on your porch, like those little birds. Like if it flew at you and you swung at it with a broom and, and killed it, how would you feel? Would you be like, yeah, good riddance? Oh, no. I'd, or would I'd, you just be like, I am so sorry, flies bird. dies. Really? That's still the mindset with the it? Animals, I, I can't kill them. I've said it a million times, I feel like. I can't even like go deer hunting uh, because I feel bad I, if I hit any kind of – Squirrel, uh, raccoon, possum, anything, I feel bad. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a little girl. Not birds. <laughs> the flies that dies, that's why the saying is there. But for me, for my Tell the Truth Tuesday, um, it's definitely a lot different than yours. But this last weekend, I went to Kansas City, visited my sister. We went to a Royals game. Um, her fiance had to work, so unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us. But we get back from the game, and they're like, hey, like, let's have some drinks, kind of hang out, catch up, talk a little bit. And they're like, what are we going to drink? It's like, I don't know. Eventually, we just kind of came down to some tequila with lemonade and a dash of Sprite. Pretty much just like a margarita type of deal. And it was just like, I think I'm a tequila guy now. It was very, very good. And I woke up this morning, no hangover. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Now, I don't want to test that theory every time from here on out. But for some reason, I've always like been a little tequila. scared of like tequila to where it's like, Oh, we're taking Patron shots. Like, this is going to get me really messed up and yada, da, da, da. It didn't. I was just still drunk. Now, I didn't have to drink as much of it, but. Yes, exactly. It was also just kind of nice to be like, I'm also not as hungover the next day. That's where tequila is. Like, that's the blessing of it. Mm -hmm. You do three shots of tequila, you're there. Yeah. You're you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what I might just become that guy. It was like, we're drinking three shots. 
Yeah, let's just do three shots and that's it. I'm not drinking anything else. I'm not going to do an exuberant amount of shots because I don't want to get crazy. Just have a couple shots, boom, move on. Yeah. Instead Place of just out yeah. accordingly, like over two hours, mm-hmm. maybe even just a shot an hour if you're going to be out for a while. Yeah, we do the trick. Mm-hmm. Two shots an hour after three hours, no shots. One shot an hour. Yeah, and that's the thing with beer. I like drinking beer because it's cheap and it's convenient. Mm -hmm. It's so bad for you. It just, I feel so bloated the next Mm -hmm. day. Like, and not to be like, oh, I'm just all bloated all the time. Like, not to be like that. It's just, it does. I just feel so full and heavy. And it's just like, I don't want to do anything. Trying to lose any amount of weight while actively drinking Never. It, that's it's just not the first thing they tell you is like, "Oh, you want to lose weight? Stop drinking alcohol." And it's like, "Well, that's the problem." <laughs> I like to go <laughs> have Bert fun. You're talking about that. I don't remember <laughs> when it was or when it was from, uh, but he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop drinking." And even uh, his his co-host Tom Segura, like, yeah, yeah. It's like you can't do it. You're yeah. not gonna do it. I feel like that sometimes. It's like it was. It's been two days. Yeah. Like I've been sober for a really long time. Oh, yes, that's that was it. That's great. Like how long? And he's like, two days. I haven't had a drink in two days. <laughs> it's like that's forty eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bert. <laughs> I do like good tequila though. You got to stay yeah. away from the cheap tequila. No. Yeah. I'm not doing the. Uh, it's got to be clear. Clear tequila. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the was eighteen hundred. Or Patron. Yeah. I like Patron. It's expensive, yep. but I do like... 1800 I think, is a little bit more. Like I think that's the, you're the rich, dude, if you're drinking 1800 Is it? I thought Patron. From my understanding, I have no idea. Either Maybe way. it is Patron. I've just drank enough Patron lately. To you got to go top shelf Patron, though. Even <laughs> yeah. middle shelf Patron, no bueno. Yeah, if there's a little bit of yellow in there, yeah. nope. <laughs> no, it can get very, very bad. I did a cheap <laughs> shot of tequila one time. A friend of ours bought a whole round of like nine people round of tequila. (laughs) Did not tell us that it was well tequila. I got it in my mouth thinking it was Patron. My body literally said, "Mm -mm, we're not swallowing. Reject it. (laughs) And I had had to spit it up like a little infant, just baby, just (laughs) right on the floor. It was super embarrassing, but at the same time, it was like, what the hell was that? That was terrible. That's the worst drink I've ever had. In my life. Well, tequila is very bad. <laughs> Any so well bad. drink is very, very bad. I don't even, I won't even stoop to that level anymore. No. If someone orders like a well vodka, I'm just looking, I'm like, honey, you're better than that. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah, I'll just I'll put it on my tab. <laughs> we'll just go middle round. <laughs> right. Now, however, cheap beer is my jam. <laughs> yeah, Natty <laughs> Light. Cheapest mm. of beer. <laughs> well beer. That's where it's at. <laughs> that's, that is where I'm at. Uh, that's it for us today, though. We appreciate you guys joining us, listening along, getting involved in the chat. Big Country and I back at it again on Thursday night with a little uh, preseason football going on during the show. We appreciate you guys, though, and we'll talk to you then.